Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. Right now, as we're recording this, and soon after, I believe you'll be listening, because usually we record in advance, but we're going to bump this one up a little bit. So the Winter Olympic Games have just started, and I have ranted about the Olympics before. (laughs) Yes, we literally just had the Summer Games because COVID screwed everything up, but I think they're a huge waste of money, first of all. Um, I think they put, it's almost like disgusting, the nationalistic display, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have some pride of where you come from, but... It's almost like it's a government nationalistic thing, right? I I don't love it. So it just seems very, it's very dystopian to me, if I'm being honest with you. Mm -hmm. There's just something so creepy about the flag coming down behind like the winners and everybody crying. And it's just, it's weird. Like, why not just have every individual compete against each other instead of it being, you know, I still wouldn't like it because governments pay way too much. But so this has been a really weird concept for me as soon as I became an adult and realized that this this was a waste of money and, and it's government money. So it's taxpayer money. And, you know, I didn't have the Tuttle Twins podcast when I was <laughs> not know that there was problems. But so this year, though, I have a particularly hard time with the Olympics, and that is because they are happening in Beijing, China. Now, we had an episode not too long ago where we talked about the problems with China, um, and today I kind of want to expand on this because I like taking the themes we've talked about and, and really applying them to what's happening now. I think that's that's what makes things interesting. So just to give you a brief summary, China's doing some pretty horrific things. I, I personally believe that they are the most evil, tyrannical dictatorship we're seeing in modern day. People might argue that North Korea is, but North Korea would not exist if not for China. China is very much involved in, in keeping it in power and propping it up. And even if you escape from North Korea and you cross the to, into the China border, they will send you back. So they're, they are helping each other. So so I, I do think that China is the, the main culprit here. And, you know, they're doing other terrible things. They're committing genocide. I'm not going to be able to say the name right. Do you know the name? It's a... It's Uyghurs. A, Uyghurs. Uyghurs, as I say it? Which is... Mu- mu- they're Muslim, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing terrible things. I mean, genocide is when you are killing off or exterminating an entire group of people. And that's what they're doing right now in China. Um, even not worse, but equally as, as just tyrannical. So I am not recommending any child go watch Fight Club. I don't even watch like watching Fight Club. It's an interesting movie, but that is an American movie with Brad Pitt. It was made, oh goodness, Connor, probably over 20 years ago now. That makes me feel old. But China's really big on censorship. So anything that shows the government losing, anything that shows ghosts, so like Pirates of the Caribbean had to be edited because ghosts imply that there is a God and there's religion and there's an afterlife. And in China, the state is the main thing. So this movie Fight Club Super old, but I guess it just got to China. I'm not really sure. They changed the ending. And I think it's just from what I've read, it's the so in the end of this movie, it's like the the little guys win. And I think they just put something over the screen that's like, and the government won the end. Or maybe it was the Matrix they did that too, because I think they switched both endings. But so that's just how ridiculous their censorship is. I mean, you can't say things in China. There's been celebrities there that have disappeared for saying things like People have been following these movie stars and all of a sudden they're they're just completely erased from society. They're they're, you know, not in movies anymore. Nobody can find them. What was it? There was I think it was tennis. There was a, a Chinese tennis player who disappeared. And one of the, I think it was an American someone that run, I don't know a lot about tennis. Clearly somebody who runs the tennis association or whatever was like, all right, we're not going to let you guys participate unless you tell us where this athlete is. 
And like the Chinese government's something like, oh, she says hi. She's doing great. Wants everyone to know she's doing great. But like nobody saw her. So really just weird things. And so this is what makes me so mad about this is, is that we're sitting there and is celebrating the Olympics in a country that has done these horrible things already. It's only been two days at, as the time we're recording this and a reporter was already dragged away. I don't know if you saw that, Connor. I did, yeah. Uh, so very scary. So Connor, I want to get your whole take on this because I am very anti-Olympics overall, but but I'd love to know, you know, what what is your take on this and about people who are supporting uh, given, you know, where the games are this year? Yeah, I agree with you. This is really more like a government thing uh, than it is, you know, it, it's it's sad because these are athletes that are, you know, peak performance. They dedicate their entire lives to this craft. Which is admirable, like takes which, a lot of discipline. Yeah, which is great. Right. But there's kind of this overlay, right, of of kind of governments and who's fighting who and, and kind of propaganda being used. And and uh, this reporter that was dragged away, he was able to come back and finish his broadcast. And, oh, and was so he? That's not, good. Yeah. So it's not like he was, you know, disappeared or whatever. But uh, but what I find interesting with reporters like him, uh, I mean, there's a lot of tension right now because there are some things China, you know, does not want shown um, and they don't want people to kind of see are happening. And so there's a lot of these restrictions happening. And what a lot of media companies have told their journalists, in fact, uh, the United States told this to its athletes as well, is to leave their cell phones and computers back at home. Hmm. Don't take them with you to China. Take what's called a burner phone, which is just a brand new phone that you buy, you know, so people it's can like disposable you. almost. Yeah. Or just at least temporary that it like doesn't have your photos and your bank stuff and your usernames and passwords and, you know, so that you can more easily not be tracked because China uh, is this you know massive uh, surveillance uh, apparatus? We've talked about the social credit scores before that they basically you know are assigning points to citizens based on how well they comply with the government. And so here we are, you know, in in this country, allowing this country to demonstrate its greatness, you know, on the world stage and look like everything is fine. And we're a, I mean, they even had in the opening ceremony. They had a Uyghur who was uh, there. So there were two people like holding the torch, I think, at the beginning. I just saw a little clip on social media. I was like, how dare you watch the Olympics, Connor? Well, yeah, <laughs> was, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw it. And the person sharing this clip was being very critical along these same lines of like, that is total propaganda. Yep. China is trying to show to the world that, oh, everything's fine. We love Uyghurs. Look, we allowed one to participate in the Olympics. Right. So, again, it's like it's one thing to just go compete. I, I went to a basketball game a couple weeks ago. And at the beginning, they sang the national anthem. Everyone stood up, hand over their heart or kneeling or whatever. And I just sat there wondering, why do we do this at a basketball <laughs> game or a sport? Like, if we're there to watch sports, let's be there for sports. But to, like, layer this weird patriotism on top and this government stuff is just odd. I also found it odd when, you know, we're singing this two years into COVID and the, the person is belting out the song and the land of the free the home of the brave. And I'm thinking, we are not in the land of the free. And there's not many brave people around, you know, pushing back on this stuff. And so anyways, maybe a topic for another day. But the point is, like, I was there to watch basketball, not <laughs> to have this, like, political propaganda, which, look, there's a lot of stuff I love about the Star Spangled, especially the history uh, of how it originated. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's an inherently bad thing. But when when it infuses this kind of tribalistic sports arena, especially with the Olympics, when you get this government propaganda and everything coming in there too. It's like, 
I just want to watch sports. So let's not have this like, you know, government propaganda happening. And so now you've got everyone having to leave their phones at home because they don't want to be spied on by the government. And it just creates all these problems. So, so no, I don't love that aspect of the Olympics. I can appreciate watching, you know, someone skiing down a hill, yeah, you know, and doing it crazy fast and risking their life to do so and beating by, you know, 0.02 seconds, the world record and, you know, always trying to optimize their performance and, and find little ways to shape like that. Okay. I can appreciate that, but it's just like this, this stuff that gets layered on top that these politicians are trying to use that to kind of flex and, and to, to kind of do this propaganda. China is a horrible country. And as you point out, Brittany, the difference when North Korea, one of the, you know, they're both communist countries. One of the biggest differences I think is that North Korea is inept. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is they're not very effective. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're not smart people, <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of backwards. They, they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of, uh, experts. They don't have a lot of good organization or whatever. China is a ruthlessly efficient, highly prosperous, effective communist country. They are a massive threat because they've allowed for capitalism to kind of flourish a little bit. They've allowed for a lot of these companies to be able to, you know, have this kind of quasi capitalist uh, system within a communist country. And so only when these companies are getting successful, like the, the Alibaba uh, company, do you remember him? So Alibaba is this ma- Jack uh, Jack oh. Ma or Jack Ya? Oh yeah, yeah. Jack Ma. I want to say it's Jack. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. One of the world's richest people. Alibaba is this massively successful company, right? All these companies making their 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 you know their stuff in China or whatever. Alibaba is this big uh, kind of Amazon for businesses. Where oh hey, do you need an electronic thing or do you need a you know a, a wrapper? Or do you need a toolkit or whatever? They have all these like supplies to help these businesses around the world. So the company grew massively. Jack was massively wealthy. And then he basically disappeared. And, and no one heard from him for months. Did they find him back? Well, so he came back. Okay. And then, the, and then China basically demanded that he turn over his company oh and, and divest himself of his holdings. Basically, like, give China control. So China's okay with people, you know, amassing wealth and creating a service and creating a lot of value. But, oh, hey, if you get too powerful, you get too wealthy. You know, that's when the communists step in and, you know, I mean, they probably kidnapped him, threatened his, you know, family, you know, people he loved, probably killed some people, who knows, and uh, to basically uh, beat him into submission. It is an evil, evil country. And uh, or, or I mean, and again, they're an amazing Chinese people. I mean, like even in North Korea or whatever, it's not the people, it's these these politicians who are perpetuating this system. And and look, you know, a lot of. um who was it that I saw? I saw something on social media the other day where one of these sports associations were encouraging the athletes, basically telling the athletes not to say anything bad about China, hmm. not to use their social media or anything as a platform to criticize communism or to or to attack China because they were worried about the repercussions. We, we've seen this. You point out the movies that are being censored and edited. Well, why do we do that, Brittany? We do that because China is such a massive market. There's so many people that the producers of these films, right, the the sports associations and so forth, they want to play nice with China because they want access to China's market. And China knows that. They know that they have leverage, that if these companies want to come in and serve their, you know, their citizens or provide their products and services, that they have to play ball with communists. 
and they have to censor different things. And that is very, very worrisome because if we stop calling out communists because we want to, you know, sell things to communist citizens in China, right, then we're not calling out evil when there's evil. And what does that, what does that do? What is that? Uh, how does that normalize things? What does that do for young people, right? Wearing their Che Guevara t-shirts and, you know, whatever, thinking that communism, oh, it helps people, helps poor people. Like, it just creates this historical ignorance and people don't really learn about how evil China is, the awful things they are doing, why communism is a problem. And and that that is what worries me, not just this Olympics, not just Jack being, you know, kidnapped or this reporter being dragged off screen. It's, it's the implications of what happens when people don't understand how significant a problem this actually is happening in China. Yeah, and I think, you know, this isn't really the first time we've seen that. Speaking of a different kind of evil, in 1936, the Olympic Games were in Germany. And that was right right as Hitler was rising to power. And, you know, the U.S. government justified its participation because they said, you know, they wanted to stand up to Hitler. They wanted to you know, make a statement. And, you know, there were some good stories to come out out of it. I think Em and I talked about the uh, black runner, Jesse Owens, who won four gold medals, Mm -hmm. first American to ever win that many in, you know, one simple or one single Olympic Games. And that's great. Feel good story. But why did we go to this place and give give our support and give money to an evil regime? You know, I think that could be argued that that was the evilest regime of, of that time. So and there were a lot of people that wanted to boycott it, but eventually they decided to participate. And, that's that's what's crazy to me. Even crazier is we did boycott an Olympic Games. We boycotted the 1988 Games in Moscow because we were in the Cold War. Now Russia's no saint. Do not do not get me wrong here, but they didn't send you know six million Jewish people off to death camps, and that yeah. was okay. like that was okay. But you know we can't. Be, you know, it's just it's it's crazy to me. And again, I'm not saying that we you know that Russia's great. Russia's not saying that at all. But it's just funny what we've chosen to boycott and what we haven't, and and it makes me very nervous. And and Brittany, what you just said, I find interesting when you say we have chosen to boycott. Not us, we, not uh, we. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 the governments. The whole Olympic thing has become a government thing. Like if, if some athletes or, you know, uh, groups of athletes or associations want to boycott, like it should be down at the level of those, you know, participating. It sh- this should be a voluntary thing. But th- this it becomes a decision for politicians and for the people in charge. And, the, and you know, like that is what's weird to me about who's going to decide is that if this is just an athletic thing, leave it all up to the athletes. Right. But then the government comes in. Oh, we don't like the optics if we, you know, go do it in, in Moscow during the Cold War. I get it. I understand that. But then, as you point out, you get the inconsistency where it's like, well, why didn't we boycott it when it was in Berlin, Germany or in China? You know, how do we determine when we, quote unquote, we are going to participate and not participate? What's it going to take, right, to to say, like, no, we're not going to condone an opportunity for China to try and pretend to the world that they're, you know, a great country doing things just fine and, and look like the united states has many many problems yes. on its own so you could also also use my argument to say we shouldn't be hosting it anywhere in america and so then it's this question of like okay well like what what city or what country doesn't have you know significant problems well probably a lot of the smaller ones that don't have this ruthless you know large military and and money and and you know criminal justice system locking you know people up for victimless crimes and all these types of things it's it's just a problem when it's this question of like, what are we condoning? And, and you know, America, for all of its warts and problems, 
you know, is not a communist country. So there's at least a degree of a large degree of difference. Uh, and, and I worry that people are not getting the message when watching the Olympics that it's almost like plugging your nose a little bit like, OK, I'll just watch the people skiing. <laughs> but, you know, I really don't like that this is happening in China and that China gets to kind of play nice to, you know, to the world and pretend that everything's OK because it's not. And uh, and I think we need to call out evil when we see evil. And I don't think that we should not do that just because we want to, you know, sell our stuff to Chinese people. And it's just a lot of big problems for us to kind of ponder what is the line and and when is it crossed? And uh, when do we stand up against something and, and say enough is enough? So interesting thoughts to ponder as we watch or in the case of Brittany and I don't watch <laughs> the Olympics or just, you know, see other people posting about it on social media. Uh, but good conversation is always something for us to think about. Brittany, thanks. And we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.